0: expressed in the following program are those of the program host and do not necessarily reflect or
1: represent the views and opinions held by TCN TV Network, Incorporated. Due to the social nature of this broadcasting channel, videos may contain content copyrighted by another entity or person. The TCN TV Network claims no rights to the said content. TCN TV Network cannot be held accountable for the copyrighted content. TCN TV Network is a messenger and sharer of information and strives to verify
0: but cannot warrant the accuracy of copyrights or completeness of the information on this program.
2: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Daily Reel. I'm your host, Andrew Perry. We're live broadcasting from the TCN Studios here in Brampton, Ontario. My guest today is Michael Samra. Thank you very much, buddy, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, you know what, guys? If you if you're tuning in and you've been, you know, uh, struggling with online leads, or maybe even you know thinking about uh, how to increase your sales by picking up the phone book and And making some cold calls, then you're in luck because you've tuned in on an awesome, awesome episode packed with value and content to help you succeed. But before we go into all that, I like to get to know our guests, get to know their story, you know, figure out where they came from and how they got to where they are today. So, Michael, thank you very much uh, for coming on the show. Um, So you're a realtor, right? Where where are you based out of? Uh, So Vaughn? Vaughn, right? Yeah. Okay, cool, yeah, cool. There. Yeah, and um, so right now, we, we met on Facebook, right? We
1: did, we right, right yeah. We, yeah, just a couple of mutual friends and people that we know. Yeah, like that. So yeah,
2: yeah, and so you run um, not only your um, uh, your your Facebook page for your business, but you also have a, a Facebook group, right? Helping uh, other realtors. Yeah. How did that start? Was it just an idea to, yeah. you, you mentioned off air that it was just to kind of watch
1: yourself yeah, so I cold call a lot. Yeah. So what I was taught a long time ago is to fill myself, watch, and then critique yeah. myself after. Right. So yeah. that's a huge thing with regards to you know getting better at your craft.
2: Yeah. So I mean, we, we used to do that all the time. Uh, you know, I bring up LA Fitness a lot on the show, and you know, it's uh, I had a really great time there, and they've really set the foundation um, for my own sales skills. And the, and what we were taught was to always record it. And then listen to listen to yourself on the on the yep. way to work yep. or on the way home. But anyways, before you, where, so where did you grow up? I
1: grew before up in we Rack get Dale. into that whole thing, I grew in Rexdale,
2: right? That's so a, what Dale. you were mentioning. You still have family there, right? Yep.
1: My parents still live
2: there, so yeah. Okay, so so, t- so talk to me, talk to the audience a little bit about your story. Where did you begin?
1: So yeah, I went to school there. Went to high school. Um, I really wanted to become a dentist.
2: Really, <laughs> That's what I really want
1: to do, so I ended up in a co-op program, I worked at a dental office, I actually became like an unlicensed dental assistant for really? like three, four years. What? So yeah, I was really, actually really good at it. One of the dentists kind of took me under their the wing, uh, went to university, decided yeah, I want to get into dentistry, and realized that I don't have the grades to get to dental
2: school. Wow. So. <laughs> well you know what, it's, it's uh, I don't know, a, a good dental assistant or a hygienist, they they make the experience so much better. Like I've I've been to the dentist like five times in the last six months or so, and this new dentist, uh, shout out to Linwen Well Dental, Saint Catharines, They've been working on my teeth, and they're amazing. Yeah. Sorry, that's a, that's my little tidbit. So yeah, go on. So, yeah, uh, so Ryerson great. University,
1: right? Yep. Yeah. University. Uh, so went there to decide Like I didn't have
2: the grades at all.
1: Yeah. It was never going to make it as a dentist. Uh, I could probably do a feeling better than any dental student at that point in time. Yeah. But then just had to pivot. So I decided to get into business. Went to Ryerson a bit. Took some business courses. Worked in the corporate world. Kind of working towards an HR degree. Yep. Um, and worked for like, North Networks. A couple of big companies. Wow. And then I decided I don't want to be in the corporate world. Yeah. Big burly guy. I should get into construction. Right? <laughs> That's where I should be is in construction. So one of my good buddies was a uh, commercial plumber. So yep. he was with Local 46. Uh, shout out to Local 46. Yep. Um, the plumbers and steam union. So applied there. Got into there and started working as mm-hmm. a yeah, plumber. And I did some like pretty big projects. Uh, Gory Power Plant, I did that. Really? Um, Young and Dundas Square, where City TV is, I did that building yep. from the ground up. Beemo Field. Holy smokes. So I did some really cool stuff. But you know, you have those, that, that epiphany that everybody kind of thinks of is that I was mm-hmm. on a lift up uh, at Young and Dundas. And I thought to myself, like, I don't want to be 50, 60 years old. Oh so my God, yeah. Right. I don't no. want to do this. I don't want to do this on older It's kind of nice for now. Yeah. Um. And decided, you know what? I'm going to quit my job. So my wife was pre uh, not pregnant. Actually, we had our, our oh, son. Oh.
2: Okay. So we've got a, You and I have a very similar story. Go yes. on.
1: <laughs> so. <laughs> it was the best time to quit your job and right? yeah exactly time it? was perfect, everybody
2: right? always everybody always <laughs> says guys if you're tuning in you know everybody always says well no I, I can't now' We're, my wife's pregnant I could never leave my job oh my son is you know a year old I can't he's just too young oh my son's going into university yeah. I can't quit my yeah. job and then next thing you know you're dead
1: there
0: you
2: go and so. and there's no time left <laughs> for you or any of the things that you wanted to do. So again, go ahead. <laughs> no
0: worries.
1: So yeah. So I was like, okay. And my wife's like, hey, you're gonna do it. Do it. We'll yeah. Figure. We'll figure something out. Right?
2: Walk me through that feeling, because I mean, sometimes in, when I have guests on, and they have a similar story. We kind of, we kind of jump past that that feeling that you get, and I want my audience to be able to relate. So I mean, how did you get past, you know, all the voices in your head saying, don't quit this full time yeah. job?
1: It was tough because my wife was on that. so her company didn't her up so she was just on like regular EI. so money was tight it yeah. was not like the best situation to quit so you had that that one side saying you have income coming in you're yep. not doing what you're doing and then you yeah, have the other side just telling you like this is not you mm. this is that not you're
2: fire doing. that's yeah. really behind everyone's heart and soul i truly believe that, that
1: passion, like, right so yeah my wife was definitely supportive as much as it was scary so literally i quit my job i was non-employed had a newborn at home Struggling with the yep. newborn because your first kid is always crazy. Oh no,
2: it's fine. You get tons of sleep.
1: <laughs> a lot tons of, of sleep. Right? Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> For sure. You're 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 sterilizing <laughs> pacifiers. You got like yeah. Uh, my, my, when my parents came over. Like everything was sterilized in the. And then you water. drop
2: it on the floor, and you're like three second rule. Right? That's it. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> All right, and then so, so you had to support a supportive family, which is great. Definitely. Right. So. Um, so obviously, did you know that you wanted to get into prospecting and cold calling? No. Because I mean, that's like, okay, you know, I've got this amazing job where, you know, uh, we're, we're doing all these big buildings. I think I'm going to quit my job and just pick up a phone book and, yeah. and start cold calling. So so what was your initial thoughts? So d- was real estate your first choice? Did you just think you wanted to run a business?
1: I want to get into real estate. I always yeah. wanted to get into real estate. But there was that that time between taking my courses yep. and to when you actually get your license. So that that time in between I still had to create some type of income, figure something out. Yeah. And it's funny how things work out. I decided, you know what, I think a good cash business to get into is vending machines.
0: So hey.
1: I said, let's set up I'm gonna set up a couple of vending machines. My uncle owned a bakery, so I said, Can I put a pop and a snack machine there? Yeah. And then you start going on Kijiji, right? So you start I'm looking for machines and it's just how funny how you network with people. So well, I ended up meeting a guy Is a York region cop. His name is Stu, and I met him through this whole Kijiji stuff, and we started becoming vending brokers. Wow! So started setting up vending locations and selling the routes to people. Yeah. And the highest route we sold was like a ninety thousand dollar route. Oh. So we started. I started doing that. So that was basically supplementing me, and it wasn't easy, and it was tough, and it was you know depositing money for your mortgage the night before to make. Scary.
2: It's scary. So. Well, you know what? It's funny you brought that up because actually a lot of—not a lot—but I've had a few conversations with realtors who actually do that as an investment on the side, which is crazy to think about. Didn't think that the margins would be that that big for yeah. something like that, right? But is, um, so is that kind of how you got into cold calling? From from I mean, because that that's a really tough business. What are you going to do, right? I mean, I guess you're calling mostly businesses, which is a little bit easier. Or you still gotta get past the, the gatekeeper. Part. Yeah,
1: you gotta get past the gatekeeper. You gotta so get it's past the gatekeeper. Finding out, you know, who owns the business. Can I yeah. put a machine in the business? Or just going to knock on their door, saying, "Listen, do you guys have a venue?" So yeah, that kind of now that you look back at that yeah. kind of got me into mm-hmm. where I am now.
2: So is that kind of what you were doing to um, uh, like in between while you're doing your courses, kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, guys, look, there, there's always options, right? I mean, there's if you look, if you're watching this, you're listening to this. Um, you know you're not really too sure what to do with your life and you're too scared to make these decisions i'm just telling you there's always options like did you ever think that okay well you know eventually when i get my license and i'm going to school i'm going to start selling vending machines no right but you, you find certain things to make the dream work right uh, we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna jump into how michael got started in real estate and then the transition into doing the cold calls and uh, we'll go from there we'll see you in a few Bubba-bubba-bubba
3: newspapers within the community it's sometimes hard to tell what separates us from the rest most of the time they all brag about the same thing you know the large circulations tons of online views and it can go on and on but what really separates the toronto caribbean newspaper apart from everybody else well it's simple our service no seriously hi i'm grant browning founder and ceo of the toronto caribbean newspaper I have over 20 years of branding and marketing experience and I've worked with countless companies and corporations to do one thing, and that is to raise their profits with their brand. With over 40 years of combined experience in branding and marketing, our amazing staff is fully prepared to sit down and figure out exactly what you need to stand out from your competitors. The
0: reason why you don't see that anymore is because... The
3: ad is too powerful, bring too (laughs) much people. So what are you waiting for? Give us a call today, we'll be happy to help.
4: Hello everyone, my name is Jermaine Chambers, and I'm very excited to tell you about the newest political and current affairs program coming here to Brampton. It's called On Point.
3: The first step of true reconciliation is learning more about one another.
4: Join us on Tuesdays from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. as we discuss all the issues.
0: I will never forget the trust you put in me.
4: Municipal, provincial, federal, and any issue of national importance. We will talk about on On Point. So do join us.
2: And we're back. Thank you, guys, uh, for sticking with us. Uh, with Michael Samra from um, from Get Sold. What is it? Get Sold? Not is that, Get sold not so is that like um, just your branding? My
0: branding. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I love it. And
2: you know what? Because in a world with so much noise, simplicity wins. You know simplicity, what I mean? Yeah. Right. So um, thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh, we, we were just kind of talking about how you got started. and you know if guys it's everybody who started a business or uh, you know they're, they're um, you know going out on that entrepreneurial journey i guess you could say there's always a story of where they got started and how they got started and never is never in my experience anyways is it an easy one or did it not scare the people so if you're tuning in i'm going to say it again if you've always wanted to do something just go out and do it you'll find ways to supplement your income you'll find ways to make it work. So now that I've got that off my chest, uh, Michael, so you've got your license now, right? You've been cold calling when you were selling vending machines, calling businesses. Now, how did you? You've got your license. Walk us through. Uh, you know your first few weeks, first few months. I got my
1: license. That's it, and cashed in. Right. It's all done. That's, that's it. how it works. That's it. You I get got your my license.
2: license I'm a now. You get your that's license, and along with it is a is a check Mercedes, for a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, and the key like to the C three hundred. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, it was it was tough. <laughs> it was so tough. Like I uh, got my license, and I was like, okay, hell do I do now? Like I don't know. Like, I have no family that live in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, my friends have all kind of either water. No position to buy. Yep. So again, Which you don't s- need
2: a spirit, guys. You don't need a spirit. It helps, but you don't need one. Definitely.
1: So it's like, okay, well, again, I have now a son at home, yep. life. I need to pay for it. Right? Yep. So I need to get stuff done. <laughs> so, Got to pay for that milk, man. Yeah? yeah. So it's like, okay, so what do I do? So my very first deal, um, luckily, came from one of my vending guys. He, was at, um, he he worked for a big construction company. They redid a church in in uh, High Park and they made nice. it into condos. So he says, when you get a license up, you'd be like to sell this condo. Yeah. Oh, jeez. So I ended what? up selling it, which was amazing. That was a, the biggest. Uh, his name was Moro Galati, and I thank him to this day for giving my first deal. Yeah. Uh, but then after that, it's like, okay, like what's next? Yep. So I started, again, going back to what I knew, which was Kijiji. Right. Uh, and going through that and calling Fizbo's, which are for sale by owners, people yep. selling their houses, and just calling them up and pitching them. Mm. I would, like you said, before you worked late at night, I was like up until midnight emailing people off, Kijiju. Yeah. Kijiju actually kicked me out saying I reached my maximum Reach your maximum. maximum <laughs> emails. Right? So I would be doing that every single night, just plowing away. And the evolution of it all is that you start, you start to do that in mass production. Yep. You're very crappy at it. And then you start to hone your craft. Right. So you start to now, okay, well, why am I not getting these appointments? Or how come I can't pitch these people property mm-hmm. Properly. And you start to now start to see, you know, coaching or starting to get better at mm-hmm. what you do. And over time, I started to understand how to talk to people, right? what to say, how to either control the conversation or get the answers I need to get from them. Mm-hmm. And it slowly built up over calling people from PG to calling people in a certain area to, then, mm-hmm. you know, bringing in a dialer and doing all this other stuff in the vaulting.
2: Yeah. So so did, did you do any coaching or is it just YouTube coaching? I did. I
1: did, <laughs> I did lots of coaching. I did with yeah. all of them. Like, uh... Barry, Buffini, uh, Robbins, yeah, uh, yeah. Kathleen Black, um, all right. of them, right? Um, they were all fantastic. And I refer to it as like, a, like I've watched my uh, Instagram. My wife made a stew last night. And as I was driving here, I'm like, you know what? Real estate like a stew. It's literally like a stew. It's basically adding a little bit of this, a little bit of that, yeah. a little bit of that. And then after you simmer it. You have to go back and taste it and reseason it together. Right. So as a realtor, you always got to be reseasoning yourself to a certain degree. That's right.
2: Because right? You, you know, and, and I started a team uh, probably this time last year, and although we were feeding them many uh, leads a day from Agent Locator, shout out to Otto, um, but uh, they've they basically thought that the lead gen aspect was a hundred percent of their business when really it makes up about 20 or 30 or 20%, you know, right? So it's important. You have to have all these different aspects of your business to kind of like a stew, like a melting pot,
1: to call complement each other. you got to pass a net, a big wide net. You can't just rely on just one more
2: thing, right? So right. And so, okay, so did you did you do any like specific cold calling courses or things like that? So
1: the one guy that I got to coach me, and he coached me for about three months, uh, mm-hmm. he's an agent from um, Boston, Institute. Look at? Uh, he's a huge not Brian using, Moses. Has, uh, Derek Lipski. Okay. So Derek Lipski. Shout out to Derek. Um, he coached me for about three months. Uh, this guy was an avid cold caller. He's got like YouTube videos out of 20 minute expired conversions and stuff like that. And he literally kicked my ass mm. on, on those coaching calls to literally, you know, how to say it, what to say. This is how you're going to phrase this. Uh, and those three months were probably the most pivotal time where I actually
0: to hold it the way i was
2: able to talk to people right so how do you you hear all the time that you know um canada is different from the states they don't you know they're, they're not as susceptible to cold calling and you know even nowadays everybody has a realtor everybody buys online um is is that true in 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 your mind no no
1: 60 <laughs> percent
2: of my business comes from that point. wow that's insane 60 no,
1: percent. Cold call. I farm the area, right. so I flyer it as well. They see my sign, so there's a little bit of presence.
2: Yeah. So there you go. It's all about the uh, what we were just talking about, complementing each each avenue of, of of your business. So you're farming, and then you and, you know you hit, hit them with the call, and then a follow up with a with a letter. Do you do you do their address specifically, or is it more of just like just like you're gonna farm the whole area?
1: Yeah. So I have different areas that I'm calling. Yeah. so Let's say this morning I want to call this area. if I don't get a good response rate. do I'll switch. Little area, yeah. Um, but I definitely follow up with them, and follow up is the biggest thing for this. So mm. a lot of people think because I make a phone call, I'm going over the sign papers list. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, it's a consistent follow up, and again, shout out to Otto because I use Agent Locator. Yeah. I'm able to leverage my time, and that's a word I learned from Kathleen. Which yes, is on. it's leveraging. Leverage. Leverage. So when I'm sleeping, this system is literally emailing people, keeping in contact with them for me. Um, and that way, when I call them back for that next call, yeah, oh, Mike, I got your emails. Thanks so much, or I see the souls, or whatever. So it's allowing me to maintain that relationship with somebody, right? And I had people in my database that are one year, two years old, yes, and eventually call you, Mike. yep, yeah, I'm ready. To come on over. And mm-hmm. It's like,
2: oh, this is awesome. Yeah, that's the thing about uh, Agent Locator. Uh, it comes with a CRM as well, so it is a lead generation tool. It's a website company. It's a CRM they've got a beautiful CRM I love it um but, but yeah you, you've you've got all these leads that have been there for one year two years three years but that does not mean that that lead is in any way dead you know unless they have bought a house <laughs> well, <that's laughs> then you can right. schedule them for the next three to four years <laughs> but they're not dead and they're a great use um so so what is what's kind of your specialty what do you what do you like to do I mean do you like to Leverage off the lead gen, you, you do the lead gen, are you thinking about it? Or I have or are you just utilizing- I'm actually
1: getting back into it again. Okay. So I've ranked that I'm ramping that back up again. So
2: what do you prefer to do? Do you like to, the cold calling better?
1: Yeah, I love the cold calling. I know my metrics. Yep. So uh, what
2: measure what gets measured gets improved.
1: Exactly. Go. So hundred phone calls I make, <laughs> yep. I will actually talk to twenty people. Like, wow. those are my facts. Out of those twenty people, four people, three to four people well, I'll get to add them to my database. So yeah. they'll be somewhat interested, yeah. they'll give me their email address, maybe follow up with them in the springtime, and out of those three to four, roughly, yeah. I get about 25% of an appointment from that person. Right. So that's my actually, metrics yeah. are pretty hey. good in aspect of that. So. Well,
2: see, that that's another big thing, right? A lot of people don't know, and a lot of people always they always reach out to me uh, like hey how's your experience with agent locator how do you how do you like the lead gen I don't do any cold calling so I've never been asked about that aspect but they in or how do, how, do, how do you like how many leads did you get from uh, your your advertising with homes and land and what I what I tell everybody is that it's not about the 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 leads that you're getting in as a direct response I mean if you're not doing it doing anything with uh, these tools so if you're not following up if you're not trying it's it's a numbers game and that's what it is and if you're not taking the time to invest in yourself and your skills and the actual time it takes so are you doing hundred calls a day or are you doing more
1: for me yeah and I'll, I'll do about I try to fit in about a two to three hour session. yeah so those just two hammer hours, uh, yeah well it's a dialer right so I don't do that so right, right I just push start and it'll go through the numbers for me okay so I'll get about 300 Calls when I do my sessions. Okay. I'll add wow. You about eight people. Wow. And there's some people. So the area that I call, not everyone has email. Yeah. So I also have another, I have a piece of paper next to me that I'll send them a letter. And ah, right. so I'll nice. send them a nice little letter saying, you know, if you need any help in the future or an evaluation. Yeah. So I'll send that off to them as well. So it's just okay. another facet of a follow yeah. up, right?
2: Well, which is incredibly important because I mean, a lot of people who even get started in the cold calling, um, they're not only, are, they might do two, three hundred calls. But if you're not following up, following up, it it basically means nothing because you know uh, there's everybody like come on, I get a thousand (laughs) calls a day, a thousand calls a day, and you know it's, uh, you know I, I don't know, it's just one of those things that I don't want to take any time out of my day because I'm just getting a cold call, right? Like how easy is it, right? But then. I'll get a follow up from our company like that has just just a simple email and then it makes me even okay all right what maybe because when you're when you pick up the phone sometimes you're not paying attention at all regardless right so then when you follow up with an email it triggers something where you're like okay maybe I should look into this a little bit more uh, we're gonna take a short break and we're gonna talk about the tools that Michael uses um, uh, you know we're gonna get to, to get to know how your thoughts on how others can get started in cold calling and then we'll uh, we'll go from there we'll see you soon.
3: At Benjamin Law, we understand the real cost of personal injuries. As the victim of an accident, you may be the one who's physically hurt, but your main concern is that your family are the ones who will pay the price. Benjamin Law will be there for you, helping, supporting, and working tirelessly to resolve your personal injury case. Call 1-855-899-4878 or visit BenjaminLaw.ca and let our family of lawyers help your family. With so many newspapers within the community, it's sometimes hard to tell what separates us from the rest. Most of the time, they all brag about the same thing. You know, the large circulations, tons of online views, and it can go on and on. But what really separates the Toronto Caribbean newspaper apart from everybody else? Well, it's simple, our service. No, seriously. Hi, I'm Grant Browning, founder and CEO of the Toronto Caribbean newspaper. I have over 20 years of branding and marketing experience and I've worked with countless companies and corporations to do one thing and that is to raise their profits with their brand. With over 40 years of combined experience in branding and marketing, our amazing staff is fully prepared to sit down and figure out exactly what you need to stand out from your competitors. The
0: reason why you don't see that anymore is because...
3: The art is too powerful, bring too much people. (laughs) So what are you waiting for? Give us a call today. We'll be happy to help.
2: Okay, and we are back. Just wanted to uh, give a quick shout out uh, to Stuart Sinclair is tuning in today. Says, Mike is awesome. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, Scott uh, Gallagher is on, a uh, friend of mine. Uh, thanks for tuning in, buddy. We really appreciate it. Um, so, where we left off, we were talking about all these different tools that Michael uses, um, uh, you know, uh, all to, like how you use them all together uh, when you're making these calls. You know, you, you call, you follow up an email, letter, that's great. Um, so, what are some of the other tools that, that you're using? So, we've heard of a Mojo dialer, right? So what, what's that all about? So,
1: that's an automatic dialer. Um, it has a triple dialer. So, it has three numbers that will call at the same time to help me go
2: through numbers quickly. Yeah. So, so as soon as the call drops, it moves on to the other one. On or if, right if, one. if somebody answers, it cuts them off and yeah. goes.
1: Yeah. So, I, I've been using that right from the beginning. Yeah. Um, I've tried many others. Yeah. That one seemed to be the best so far though. So, that's my
2: Okay, is like I guess you got your headset on and everything. I got my out headset yet?
1: on. I got the I got the dialer, and the thing is with this dialer is yeah. that when I start dialing, when somebody picks up, I can actually go and see the street view of their house.
2: What? Yeah. Wow. So I
1: can when they pick up, uh, you know, Andrew Perry picks up, I can see the front of your house, and when I'm talking to that person, I can now relate to their house. Ah, so you wow, have that's one, very you interesting. you have the story and a half of that one car. Yeah, street, as yeah.
2: opposed to like click click click, trying to exactly. scramble and do it on the matrix so, or.
1: I always want to be the smartest guy on phone call. Yes, absolutely. I want absolutely. to know most, most of the information I
2: can. So, so what's what's the most important aspect of cold calling and getting information out of people? Like, what walk us through those kind of steps? What are the the questions that you ask? demeanor?
1: So it's a conversation. Yeah. It's literally I am I pitching them. May, I am pitching them. Right. But I'm doing it in a conversational manner. So mm-hmm. the way my whole conversation starts is asking for that person. So. If a man picks up, I'll say, is Mr. Perry there? Yeah. If a woman picks up, is Mrs. Perry there? Yeah. Oh, hi, it's Mike are Calling, just, uh, um, how are you doing this morning? I'm mm-hmm. um, doing okay. i always ask that. And again, some coaches will say, don't even ask that. That's mm-hmm. not, I'm trying to build a rapport with someone. Yeah. So if I'm trying to build a rapport, I need to have a somewhat of a genuine conversation with them. So how are you doing? I'm good. But oh, Mike Samuels calling. just call them to see if there is any interest in selling your house this or interest in selling your house on uh, Riverdale this year. Yeah. Oh, well. And then that's where the that's where yeah. you have to listen. Mm-hmm. So is there a hesitation? Is there no? nope, I'm not leaving here unless they like, take me out feet first. Yeah. here all the time. We're in a of pine course, box, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I hope i for a while. Um, but then you listen. So if there's a hesitation, I'll press, right? Well, no, not really. Okay. Are you looking at maybe next year? Mm-hmm. So I'll ask the question again pose it differently, but well, I'll try to ask that question two or three times if I can during that conversation. Because right. again, you go into a jean store and, and the lady comes up to you and says, yeah. do you need help with your jeans? No. Nope. And then literally five minutes later you go, do oh, you have this in the size? Yeah, it's yeah. It's the exact same thing, right? Right,
2: because people want to buy, but they don't want to be sold, right? Dot exactly. CA. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> um, so that's basically it. So then at that point in time, I now they've either raised their hand to a certain degree, they yeah. showed some type of interest, so now it's just proceeding on. So, okay, well, you know, where do you, where do you, guys, where are you guys moving to? Mm-hmm. You know, you downsize and you upsize and you put out of the city. And then you'd be surprised about, about how much people open up to you. Right. And how much information they will re- release to you once they feel somewhat comfortable. I've had people tell me their whole life stories, too. They're getting divorced, or wow. This is happening. I, I love my house. I don't love my house. It's pretty amazing.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, you know what? Because when I was... With LA Fitness, um, we do, you know, one to 150, even 200 calls a day. And I was always, like, super high energy, like, hey, how's it going today? But but it's different because it's, it's not necessarily a cold call. I've gotten those numbers from a guest path or an event somewhere. Um, so I never ask, hey, is Mr. Perry there? It's like, hey, Mr. Perry, how are you? But in cold calling, that might not be something that... No. because right. now, now The high energy is just a little off-putting? Or?
1: Well, the thing is, too, is that you're calling somebody from a gym, so you have to be high energy, because that's what you want to attract. To get yeah. Them excited. When you're calling for a person who wants to sell their house, you've got to match their intensity. Mm-hmm. you got to match their tonality. you got to match their speed to a certain
0: degree. Yeah. So
1: when I'm talking to maybe an elderly person, I'm not going to talk all high. I'm going to talk slower, yeah. a little bit louder. What?
2: What did you say? Yeah, exactly.
1: It's like, oh, my <laughs> God. I can't hear a thing. So... I will match their tonality. Okay. Now again, videotaping myself, I'm a quick talker. I've always been yeah. a quick talker, and I'm an excited person. So that helps me tune that back sometimes. So when I go look at a conversation, I'm like, oh man, mm-hmm. you know that older lady, I should have slowed it down a bit. I should have talked it. So when you match somebody's tonality or you yep. mirror them, subconsciously they connect with you. Mm-hmm. It's weird how that works, but subconsciously that person feels that there's a connection there. Mm-hmm. And that's just that little part of that cold
2: So how do you save building a connection or creating a rapport or a relationship with somebody who has um, a lot of objections? Because I mean obviously if there's I mean, if there's one objection, I, I don't think you're hanging up the phone right
0: away, right?
1: No, so it's again through my train. So I always explain it to people, it's almost like a family tree. Um, I'm always controlling the conversation. And I know right. exactly where it's going to go. So no matter what you say, I know what the what next question is to follow up and bring you back to where you need to right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, well, okay, come on. can I come over tomorrow at 7 o'clock uh, to, to the house you're interested in selling? Uh, well, I, I need to talk to my wife first. Mm-hmm. Okay. So most people say, okay, well, I'll call you back.
0: Yeah.
1: You just lost that person because as soon as you call them back, no, we're not interested. Yeah. yeah. So the objection to that would be is that, okay, well, I'm in the area tomorrow. I have to go actually drop off some files to uh, another house. That I'm
0: going to mm-hmm. be listening shortly.
1: Why don't I pencil you in for tomorrow at 7? Talk to your wife if it's not going to work, you may call back. Yeah. But otherwise, I'll see you tomorrow soon. Yeah. But so I kind of pushed my way through that appointment. And the mm-hmm. person is the said, that sounds fair. I'll talk to my
2: wife. About yeah. You. Because, I mean, and is it mostly stellar that you're calling? It mostly is.
1: Right? I'm calling people's you're houses. Because you're calling their houses, yeah, right?
2: Exactly. Not their cell phone. Because yeah. you can't call people's cell phones. No, you yes. can't get those access to those numbers in no, Canada, right? No, no, no. Okay. So you're calling people's houses. And um, uh, so, so let's just say... The, the, you've you've got a you've got a really stubborn person. How are you handling that conversation?
1: So, like like, I understand you're prepared, right, yeah, with your family treatment. But then there's a, also there's that fine line that you don't want to cross. Yeah. So I can be really really pushy, and that person's gonna yeah. hate me. And then there's no because you
2: still have them. your farming area, you still have billboards or whatever, right? All you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot.
1: Exactly. So again, do I push as hard as I should push? Sometimes probably not, because yeah. I want to maintain that friendly. relationship. So that's where, you know, the follow-up is huge. So, you know, we'll we'll call you back. We're really not interested right now. Or yeah. They're kinda, okay, and I'll push a couple, two or three times to that question. And then I'll put them in my system or I'll send them a letter and I'll keep a follow-up. Yeah. Them. And that follow-up, and I had my last sale that I did in August. Um, those people hired me because I was not in their face all the time. Right. They said, Mike, we had uh, we had about 100 agents call us and email us. You were the only one. That wasn't down our throats, and we liked your approach. And come on <laughs> so, you, so
2: you're cold calling people, and you're still getting praise because you weren't the one bugging them. I love that. Yeah, That's yeah, insane. That's got to take a lot of practice to achieve something like that. Yeah, guess, yeah. And um, are you calling? Like, are you calling and saying, "Hey, are you interested interested in selling your house?" Or is it more of like, "Hey, are you interested in knowing what your house is worth?"
1: So no, I don't need. So I do not get to that. Okay. I don't need, so I don't, I don't, like, people call a circle prospecting. Oh, I have a house for sale. And yes. has four bedrooms. Like, yeah. Cool. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm asking if there's any interest in you selling your house. I'm getting straight to the point. Matt, yep. I'm being honest about it. Okay. And you're answering yes or no or maybe or whatnot. What and then give me the opportunity to prove that I'm the best person to sell your house. Mm-hmm. Give me the opportunity to show you that I can put the most amount of money in your pocket. Yeah. And if you feel I can't, we shake hands. And I leave leave you can hire somebody else, no big deal.
2: So is, is it, um, a lot of people are accepting the appointment because maybe they just have that, okay, you know what, hey, why not? Might as well get my house of praise or opinion of value or again, right? Again,
1: yeah, so there's some coaching that will say, if that person's not ready to sign that day, you don't go to the appointment. Yeah. There's a lot of people, a lot of coaching practices that say that, right? If I come over tonight, are you willing to sign the paperwork, et cetera, et cetera? So we have to look at, again, the whole yeah. picture. I'm farming an area. So I have an opportunity to go in that person's house. Yep. Whether they're ready to sign today or not, mm-hmm. it's about establishing a relationship.
2: Right. And I, I do that a lot. Um, so there's different ways that I uh, farm. And some of it was, uh, we did an article in, in the uh, paper. And a lot of it was like, you know, we we don't necessarily need a for sale sign. You know what I mean? Because we, in, in Niagara-on-the-Lake, you've, you've got a whole, you've got buyers from all over the world, right? And they, they're not necessarily... Uh, available to come for showings because they don't live here or something like that, right? So, I mean, the foot traffic in Niagara-on-the-Lake is great, but you shouldn't be using just one tool. And so that's how I get my foot in the door and then I never ask, I never ask, are you ready if, 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 you know, the opportunity came that you you like me and appreciate what I can offer, wh- are you willing to uh, to sign the paperwork today? I never ask that because I just, you know what, let me get in the door and we'll go from there, right? So. So I guess it's, it's a combination of not only do you need to learn how to uh, handle objections over the phone, but then you need to also do it in person, right? Or you just kind of, no problem, no problem, let's to. just build this relationship. Or are you still you know handling objections at the actual appointment?
1: If I need to, yeah. yeah. So um, there was one house that I did um, that they said, sure, we're interviewing other agents, so we'll let you know tomorrow, whatever. Whatever happens to be, we'll have some more people coming tomorrow. So this is one of the things I learned. Okay, I understand you want to hire other agents. Yep. For the fact of, you know, fast-tracked things, let's sign the paperwork now. Mm-hmm. Interview those other agents. If you feel that after you talk to them that I'm not the right agent, just rip up the paperwork and we're done. Yeah. Okay, no problem. They sign the paper. They say, can we have a few minutes? I went back in. Yeah. Said, let me go outside and make a few phone calls. You guys discuss it. Let's sign it now. And then, if, again, if you don't want to use me, we rip it up and we go. Interesting. They called me two days later. Right. Okay, Mike. Ready to the list? Oh, you met with the other agents. No, no. we never. We never it's, had a
2: it's, it. Yeah, that's how it goes, eh? Right. And it, and it's just even having that little bit of confidence to, uh, and sometimes even the confidence is the is how you overcome the objections. Uh, we're gonna take our last break for the show. We'll see you guys in just a couple of minutes.
4: everyone, my name is Jermaine Chambers, and I'm very excited to tell you about the newest political and current affairs program coming here to Brampton. It's called On Point.
3: The first step of true reconciliation is learning more about one another.
4: Join us on Tuesdays from 4pm to 5pm as we discuss all the issues.
0: I will never forget the trust you put in me
4: municipal, provincial, federal and any issue of national importance, we will talk about on On Point. So do join us.
2: And we're back. Thanks for sticking with us. I'm here with my guest, Michael Samra, the prospecting ninja, <laughs> the cold calling. Do you have any other given names? I yeah, don't think we <laughs> can name them <laughs> okay, so we're talking about cold calling today. We're talking about, you know, the tools that you need. And you know, Michael's kind enough to explain, you know, how you can uh, different uh, tools that you can use to uh, you know be successful in that regard. Um, so I know you guys all think cold calling is glamorous um but sometimes it doesn't turn out as well as we hope right so we got a quick little clip where we're gonna play for you here
1: I drank too much coffee and I can't stop the session now so' I'm gonna grin and bear it all right let's keep on going so 562.
0: Hello. Hello.
1: Hi, Mr. Tar. Who's this? It's Michael Samra, the real estate agent. How are you? Michael, what? The real estate agent, Mike Samra. Uh, I just know you. No, I know. I'm. I'm the real estate. Agent. Are you looking to sell the house on Allenby this year? No. Okay. Thank you so much. Let me shut my door, I don't think people like being in my proximity when I'm calling, because I'm loud. so, Hello. Hello? Hello? Hi, Mrs. Murray? Yeah? It's Michael Sammer, the real estate agent calling, how are you? Thank you, Kevin. It's Michael Sammer, the realtor calling, how are you?
0: What do you
1: call? Who is? Who is? What, what really is calling me? Uh, it's my name is Michael Samra. I'm from Remax. I was calling to see if you were looking to sell the house on Allenby.
0: I am not selling my house. Okay, well, Mrs. Have a wonderful. Miss Murray. Thank you.
1: I'm gonna be giving away pumpkins yeah. next. I'm giving away pumpkins next month at the I arena. Don't
0: want anything from you? Oh. I am not selling my house.
1: I'm not asking you if, if you're selling. If
0: it's somebody else who, I. Are you listening to me? Yeah, I'm listening. I have bad experience with a realtor from Remap. Do you know a man, a man named um, Mike McNichols? He robbed me of $10,000 from Remax. Take my $10,000 and buy the home. I don't want to talk to no realtor from Remax.
1: I, I totally understand that. All I'm saying is Thank that... Thank
0: you that very much. I'm just giving...
1: Totally understand that. I'm just offering. Have a
0: wonderful day. I, I'm giving away pumpkins
1: next month. I'm just saying if you wanted to come by, if you wanted to.
0: Nineteen ninety-six. He robbed me of ten thousand dollars.
1: You should be suing him. You should be suing him.
0: I was going to buy. You robbed me of ten thousand dollars. Get off my phone. As long as you walk for remarks, all of your teeth and liars. Have a wonderful day.
1: Well, you should be suing him, Mrs. Murray not. That was exciting.
0: Okay,
2: so as I mentioned into the lead way cold calling isn't always that uh, glamorous, right? So how do I mean for the people watching this, like how do you how do you get over something like
1: that? Sometimes you just laugh about it. Like if you look past that, it's yeah, kind of laughing it off. She's, you know, it's not 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 against. So right. Sometimes it get you know, very rarely do I ever get a really bad, you know, right. someone that's really bad. Um, sometimes it happens. I just, I'll take a break. I'll pause it. I'll go get yeah. coffee and eat some time to, you know, mm-hmm. breathe through. But at the end of the day, it's not me that they're upset with. It's yeah. whoever else. Because I know I'm just literally just trying to help them out. Yeah. I'm calling, I'm a friendly call, and it's not really, Yeah. my intention is not really bad in that sense.
2: All right. So, for, for those that are uh, looking to get started in cold calling, what's, what's the best way? Because you hear of ISAs and you, know, you hear of other ways that uh, you can leverage off. Um, but you know, for a new agent, uh, you know, that, that might not be cost efficient. And also, in my personal opinion, and if you have an ISA, this, again, this is just my personal opinion, they would have to be somebody that knows you fairly well. Because I would hate, especially if you have a team. I, you know, I would, I would hate to pair you up with somebody who you know isn't going to work, right? So I mean, being able to control that because you know yourself, right? It, that that's a huge advantage. But what do you think if somebody's looking to get started from the very beginning in cold calling? What should they do? Start calling. Yeah, just pick I up the phone try People always
1: think things all the time, you know. I, I, and I have so many people that come to me saying, no, "Oh, Mike, I'm going to start to do this." And that's great. Like. But start. start. Right? The only way that you're gonna get better at something is by doing it and failing and understanding your, what you're doing wrong and then correct it. That's really what's gonna happen. But most people don't want to do it because they think I need to be really good at this before I do it. Right. Um, you know, we will play hockey. We weren't great when we first started mm-hmm. skating. We had to practice it. We had to fall a whole bunch of times. Yeah. Get back up and slowly, you know, get better at it. So, yeah.
2: So I mean, even if even if you're scared that that one phone call. Um, that one, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> that Not one, yeah, the, no, no, the, the one, that one person that answers, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily. I know it's hard to get over the fact that that call could be a ten thousand dollar paycheck, yeah. right? But the important thing is, is that you do need the experience, and, and 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 don't worry if you're bad at it because you take that experience and you learn. And you only learn from calling, right? Yeah. And just going through it. Um, but, I mean, you, you should be recording yourself as well and potentially picking up a coach, right? Definitely, yeah.
1: You can pick up a coach, find somebody that can help you out. And maybe cold calling is just part of your agenda, it's part of your repertoire. Uh, maybe it's not cold calling, maybe it's just door knocking, maybe it's, um, you know, whatever else it happens to be. But the major thing is to get good at your craft, which is your sales. Yeah. So understanding what sales are, understanding who your clientele is, Understanding objections that you will encounter. Because mm-hmm. if you don't know what objections you're going to encounter, you won't know how to handle them. Right. And that's the biggest part of why people don't know, don't want to call. Yeah. Is what happens when they say this? I don't know how to respond. Right. But if you have all the tools and you know how to respond, then that conversation will be easier. Yeah. Whether it's in person or whether it's on the phone, because you're going to ha- get those same objections in person.
2: Totally agreeable.
1: Right? So it's honing your craft at the end of the day. It's making sure that you have all the tools. You know how to handle you're in person or on the phone, it's, you know, a, a lot in the park.
2: Right. And um, so do, do you, I mean, highly advise um, accompanying all those uh, cold calling campaigns with a farming follow-up, or where should they start if they don't have the budget, maybe just emails, handwritten
1: letters? Yeah. Or? Like, I, you know, when I started to have the budget, so calling the person. I have a dialer, which definitely is uh, not yeah. an expense, but literally I was starting just by going through the yeah. phone book and calling and then writing that person's name down, giving them a letter, maybe going by their house. Um, you know, I was, there was, uh, I remember talking to a lady, I listed her house, but she's going for an operation uh, on her wrist or something, and the next day, I went by and just dropped off flowers, just right. saying, hope you're, hope you're well. Just a genuine thought, just hope you're feeling well. So yeah. it's just, again, it's that follow-up, and it's just being conscious of everything that's happening right. around, right, so.
2: Well, today's, today's opened my eyes because, I mean, you know, we I do all these different things in my business to help get leads, retain leads, um, you know, nurture um, my existing database, but I never considered cold calling as one of those uh, added tools that I have in my box. But I think from talking to you today, it seems like it's 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 virtually the same thing that I'm doing right now for all the people that I meet on a daily basis basis, except the actual phone calling for the new client. So thank you very much, Michael, for coming on the show. I want to I want to um, do a little bit of a plug for you. So, where can people find you? Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Yes. Let me know.
1: Uh, GetSold.ca is basically my marketing, so you can find on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, yeah,
2: GetSold.ca, right?
1: And uh, and then if you're in sales and you're looking to kind of maybe brush up or ask questions, I have a, a Facebook group yeah. called Prospecting Ninjas. Join that group. Yeah, feel free to. Get, I will. I usually. Yep. Um, other stuff is in there. You can ask questions and actually see me live. Cold calls. Definitely not always glamorous. It's a lot of downtime, but yeah. it's that, those nuggets of good uh, phone calls that are, are definitely worth it.
2: Yeah, I, I'm in the group as well. So uh, I've, I've been. Uh, i just. I don't know, man. I just gotta get, you know, That's the cojones to yeah. do it. You know what I mean? But it's it's and it's also a, you know it's a time thing too because yeah. if you want to be successful at it, you do have to dedicate a lot of time,
1: right? you got to get good at them. You
2: Absolutely. At them, right? so. Okay, Mike, appreciate you, Mike. it, buddy. Appreciate really appreciate it. Appreciate it. it. Thank, you. Um, thank you, guys, for tuning in to another episode of the Daily Reel. We will be back same time live here at the MyTCN Studios in Brampton on their YouTube channel at MyTCN TV as well as their Facebook. So we will see you next week. Thank you very much.